I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still I will never be defeated. It's Jay and this is Chuck. What's up, distances, isolators, and quarantine people? Welcome to this week's episode of Two Up Front, which is probably going to be our last in a while for very obvious reasons. I am Jay, and I am joined by Chuck. Uh, what's up, people? Um, yeah, we're going to go into quarantine, self-isolation, 21-day lockdown. So we can't come together and record, so hopefully... This is the second of the episodes that we've recorded, was two of two, to keep you entertained or informed. On yeah, have something to listen to, you know. Yeah. Can't be watching series on Netflix and chilling by yourself Come all day now. long. So, uh, we were thinking to ourselves, we to post-virus um, pandemic outbreak, when things get back to normal, and when sports resumes... What do we actually want to see changed in sports? If, if we were to start afresh with certain sporting codes, what do we do? Um, cricket has proposed a particular change. With the test matches don't have to necessarily be five days. They are suggesting that they do four days for a test because most results, 60% of results have been concluded within four days. What you take, Jay? Well, um, part of the ICC proposing mandatory four-day tests is... The study shows that between the, the cycle between 2015 and 2023, if they were playing four-day tests, that would have opened up 335 calendar days to mm. fit in more more games. And primarily, the argument that they 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 put they put up is that they they want to open up those days because they want to fit in more ICC events, and as well. How how it would work is whereas now we we have ninety ninety overs in a in a day yeah you'd have uh, ninety eight overs in a day which in total if you take away that one more day you'd only lose fifty eight overs from what we currently have and then they also are thinking about the idea of it's it's better placed when you have a test match start on a Thursday and finish on a Sunday and to that to that point I think um, I'm on board with that because sports are played on weekends. And if you have the crescendo of the match happen on a Saturday and a Sunday, it's much better than you have all these people available on the weekend coming in, streaming in to watch Test Match period. And then a test might go to the Monday and who's coming in on the Monday? Nobody. Also, the fact that, and and after having listed all those things, the real reason, the real reason anyone <laughs> does anything is because of the bottom line. It's Money. because of the money. And what the ICC are looking at is, in actual fact, they just want to have more days to play limited overs cricket, particularly the 20 over stuff, because that is the money spinner. And just also in terms of TV broadcast deals, um, by my understanding, it's a bit bit hard to negotiate for that fifth day because you don't know if the fifth day is going to happen or not. But because um, test matches are scheduled to go five days, you must have some um, something in the deal to account for that fifth day. So if 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 a broadcaster is paying to to broadcast that fifth day, and as you say, forty percent of these matches don't go to that fifth day, then that's money that they've lost out on. Hmm. 
think it, it makes sense in terms of them starting on Thursday and as you say in the climax of the, of the match happens on the weekend because you'll find games with day fours on a Wednesday, day fives on a Thursday. No one's really there to see all that. The biggest audience are people watching at home on the t- on the TV screens. So from that perspective, I sort of get it. But I have a concern in terms of four-day cricket and I, I see how it works in terms of advertising and the fifth day is not guaranteed. What happens on a really batter-friendly pitch where it's hard to get wickets? Are we always going to then get draws? Because people are going to struggle to get people out. What happens if people are batting at the rate of a Dean Alga, an Amla, whatever, at less than two and over? Where, where, what happens to their contribution and their, and their desire for runs? If it takes you about 450... No, that's too much. <laughs> it takes you about 220 balls to make 100. That's like almost a day gone. You know what? I was actually thinking about about this, and so there's two sides to this, right? Yeah. On the one end, um, I'm, I don't know if I'm entirely for the ICC um, trying to strong arm Test cricket and and make room for T20. I and and because it's so obvious that the reasons for this is 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 for the money aspect, but hmm. I suppose and when they polled actually um, fans fans. Seemingly, in the majority, don't want Test cricket to go um, to four days as opposed mm. to the five days that it is. And on some level, I get that because Test match cricket is what you would call the soul of cricket. You know, yeah. that's that's how cricket came about in the world. It's the oldest format of the game, and it's it's the hardest format of the game, and it's what, uh, in our minds, both as fans, as players, and everyone involved in cricket, distinguishes the greatest of players from from journeymen. Because, for example, in in in, in in twenty over cricket, you see a lot of players. There's a lot of players that you just you just need to be good enough to be able to see a ball, hit a ball, and you're gonna have a career in cricket, which is fine, you know. But when we are trying to distinguish who are the guys who are really skilled at at, at bowling or batting, at, at fielding, having those concentration levels, it's test cricket because it's a test and. Mm. Not necessarily the longer it is, the better, because we used to have timeless tests and those would go on forever. So on the one side, I kind of don't want to do it. I don't want to have these changes implemented because it, it's not quite it's not quite test cricket anymore. It's not what you, you, you grew up knowing. But on the other end, I'm thinking maybe because people tend to be opposed to change until change happens and you see that maybe this is a better reality than what we had become accustomed to if we go for four days i see the issue that you point out because if you are batting for what two and a half days you Mm. literally are leaving yourself to win that match by an innings and outside of that then you're not going to get a result and my thinking is and this would absolutely mess with it being test cricket as we know it if you are playing four days then we already know you're playing two two sets of two innings all right yeah then if you're playing 98, 98 overs in a day, whatever it is, then you should cap it at 98. So it's going to be literally what it's going to be in how I'm proposing it. It's a bunch of limited over cricket congested into four days. So if you are batting that first day, you're batting that first day. You've got 98 overs to set your first which total. Is, which is about 50-50. It's close enough to an ODI game, as you say. It really is. Because at that point, the, the main positive I see there, you'll always get a result. Because if you say you've got what what's ninety eight times to one hundred and ninety six, you've got one hundred ninety six overs to set your total or bowl out the other team. 
and the other team also has 196 overs to to chase that total um, divided into two two innings, then you're always going to get a result. I don't know if you remember very well. We tried that four-day format in terms of our local cricket as well, Sunfoil series. I don't quite know what impact it had. <laughs> I'm honest, I wasn't really <laughs> looking out for that. I think people played on as normal. But to, to bring that onto the international stage, as you're saying, that there, there is, I have a similar worry in terms of then, you you're just playing ODI on on on, on a, a longer format. It's a longer format of ODI. Yeah. Or a more repet- repetitive uh, game of of ODIs. But I think I don't know, man. Like I, I I think as well that people are afraid of change because the very same fans who are against it are not necessarily in the stadiums when it's happening. So it doesn't really affect them all that much unless you count from day three onto day five. The first two days are always mostly empty unless you start off on the weekend. Um, so I, I see where they're trying to go, but I mean, if you if you then shorten Test cricket, which is the purest form of the game, as we say, and you flood our screens with T Twenty cricket, what's gonna make us say we want more of, of the Test match because you, you're you're producing way more T Twenty. I mean, you've you've listened to the to the consumer and their demands, and you're supplying what they want. What is keeping your product pure then? Why why go to t- why go to Test? I mean, it's it's gonna make Test null and void in in, in not too long from now. So I think keep it that way, and and, and we, we don't necessarily always want more cricket. I mean, <laughs> I, I know as a cricketing bodies and the ICCs, you don't want to hear me say that, but at the right time and at the right moments and given the right teams playing against the right opposition, it's okay. I mean, maybe play the Ashes a little, bo- little more often. Maybe bring South Africa against England or Australia or New Zealand more often. I mean, for instance, no, no, no disrespect to nobody, but last last summer, not last summer, uh, two summers ago, we played against what Zimbabwe in the Mandela whatever series, and I was like, I don't want to see that in my summer. And no disrespect, but if if we had to play them a lot of times, and then we played Bangladesh, and then went to play Sri Lanka, I wouldn't be excited. But if you bring me the big games here and there, little with the smaller games, that makes sense for me. So we don't need more cricket; we just need more compelling cricket. But wait. Do we not actually need those smaller teams to play more test cricket to become better at test cricket? Because Bangladesh, for example, have become better at cricket overall to a point where, um, it's not Bangladesh actually, Af- Afghanistan recently had the number one rated bowler in T20s. Mm. And Bangladesh were a, there were serious threats in the last World Cup in, in some of those matches, going into those matches. And Part of that is because they've had so much time at the top. Do you realize there was a time when Sri Lanka were the Bangladesh of international cricket? There was a time when New Zealand mm. were the Bangladesh or Zimbabwe of international cricket. But because it happened that they played so much more of, 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 of the game, were exposed to so many more conditions, so many more scenarios, so many more matches, invariably they became better because that's how you become better. You need to step into the arena with the very best and match up against them until and until your skills, until your abilities go up to that level. So my my counter to that is, you know how often I've seen New Zealand. Uh, sorry, how long? How often I've seen sorry Zimbabwe play Bangladesh, the West Indies, and sometimes New Zealand. It it happens every year without fail. But Zimbabwe against uh, Australia, it hardly happens. Zimbabwe against England, it hardly happens. So I'm just saying. Do away with the Zimbabwe against Bangladesh. Put it in Australia against the Bangladesh. Put it in New Zealand against uh, uh, Pakistan, and let the smaller oh. teams play the bigger teams. But they play. So, for instance, in a three in a three year period, 
Zimbabwe would play South Africa twice, play West Indies five times, play Bangladesh five times, and never get to see a game against India. So unfortunately, again, it comes down to money. Money. Because what the ICC ideally actually... If you if you watch Test Cricket and you watch Test Cricket schedules, continuously you see Australia playing England, Australia playing India, India playing England. And then you've got South Africa who creeps in every now and again into those series because... There's such a large following. It's also like there's, there's, there's people actually pay to go to the grounds in Australia, in India, and in England to watch Test Match Cricket. And I think in the ICC's um, weighing up of matters, it's how, how, how do you have that translate into the other places? Because if you do have those days that are opened up, Mm-hmm. Then you do have more opportunities for Zimbabwe, Bangladesh, um, one of those teams, to play against the bigger teams. Because now the argument is, well, the the calendar is congested. We can't we we can't add more series, and that's the argument that the ICC are making that they want to add more series. Because the other the other the other thing that um, the study, if I put it that way, um, proves is that if you have a a, a test match series. Um, over five days f- consisting of four test matches you could actually flip that and have a five test match series of four days each mm-hmm. so that'll and me personally I I, I, I I really miss like long tours I miss like test match cricket where like it's a five it's a five it's a five game series yeah. because all you have now is is the three games and at the most what you have is four days between in India and Australia and the Ashes are essentially the last um, the last series which goes five test matches I think as much as they say that their scheduling is, is congested I think their scheduling sucks I mean if you look at Sandpaper Gate that happened like almost two years ago now and then Australia came back for a couple of ODIs T20s and then they're gone again and and that, that shows me that they're really interested in the shorter format of the game and so say we have more 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 matches and uh, Afghanistan's, the islands, Bangladesh, you name them, they are more involved in these games. They also be non-test playing nations because what they will excel in is those shorter formats of the game. And if you really want to just have cricket just be ODIs and T20s, then cool. But if you still want to say that test cricket is a flagship model or test uh, flagship format in the game, let them play test cricket against c- countries who are actually big and don't always look for that money spinning short format T20. I mean, I get it. You probably make as much money in two ODIs than you do in a whole test match, which is just two days spent. But for me, I think instead of adding more games, sure, add more games, but don't double them, but just add a couple here and there and have the minnows actually play the Giants from time to time so they can actually improve. Can you get away from that, though? Can you get away? Are Are we beating on a dead dog? Is cricket inevitably moving towards more predominantly T20 games and less test match cricket? I think for the mere fact that because it's a short format and most cases happens on the weekend or well, more, more specifically in South Africa, when you have a T20 game or ODI, the, the stadiums are packed as opposed to a test match. That is a factor. And when you're talking about the rise of these new 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 countries, the Afghanistans, the islands, and the uh, uh, Bangladesh have excelled first and foremost in these smaller formats, or these shorter formats, sorry. And then they've tried then to grow in the, in the in test cricket. So for me, it, it might be inevitable because that's that's where it's growing the fastest for me in the shorter formats. If I'm thinking about the people who the people who run the ICC, they're not they're not stupid. 
they yeah. they can see the numbers and I think if you if you are a governing board of a particular sport you are a custodian of moving the sport forward of trying to keep it relevant and because you are you are you are competing against sports like football you're competing against other major sports for the attention of sports fans you know i mean if you if you if you turn on um DSTV at any single time of the weekend there's 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 rugby playing on one channel there's cricket playing on another channel there's football playing on another channel there's tennis playing on another channel and if you are in competition any kind of competition the question is what is your unique selling point what what is it about what you are presenting that makes me want to turn away from the other sports and tune into yours three and i'm thinking overs. pardon three million overs that's exciting what i'm selling <laughs> test cricket and yeah. think about this right because what you are what what you are selling is 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 match days if mm. i put it that way test match cricket consists of five match days consecutively in a week you can only play one test match and usually what we see is that in two weeks you probably play one and a bit of a test match right mm. t20 cricket you can literally over two two weeks span you can literally play five or six games right yeah. and all those match days are sold out and all those match days have have people at home coming back whether they're coming back from work in the evening or it was a weekend everyone is packed into the living room and they are watching this game that they know there's going to be a result today if i'm running the icc as well i'm looking at that i'm like the creation of t20 is a monster that lives to eat up test match cricket i mean the truth about truth about about that is that t20 ODI cricket is exciting i mean you can tune into a test match and people are, are scoring at 2 point something and over there hasn't been a four in like 10 overs what are you watching you know what i mean and look i i i support that but if we're going in that route let's not say then that test cricket is the pinnacle of the game because we're clearly moving in a direction that says we're we're not thinking that and let's have it be a foregone conclusion. Thank you very much for your contribution and your records, but here's how cricket is going to be played. Because you, you really cannot put cricket up against soccer or rugby or tennis in test match form and say that it's more exciting. You really need to love cricket and just cricket for you to say, that's what I'm watching. I think about this. There was a time when boxing went 15, 21 rounds. And I watched the video where <laughs> the person narrating is talking about like the two guys and in the twenty first round, it's like in the twenty first round. For what? I mean, in in in, uh, it's not the thriller in Manila. I think um, the second bout, maybe the fight of the century between Foreman and Ali, went fifteen. Well, went fourteen rounds, and Fraser doesn't come out for the fifteenth round because he literally Ali like narrated this that he felt like that's the closest come to death. Mm. And part of the reason they've 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 cut back on those rounds is is to avoid more punishment, which is something we're going to get to. Yeah. And the thing is, it changed. You know, it adapted because there was a need for it to do that. This is my feelings on rugby as well. But with with cricket, I, the reason I feel it's inevitable is because there's a generation who will grow up on the IPL. Mm. They're going to grow up on uh, like the. T20 series the T20 World Cup happens almost every year yeah. for example and you're going to try and introduce that generation to um, to test match cricket and they're going to be sitting there for 25 overs and they're going to ask what is happening here when is the action happening because patient, the argument yeah. of when you talk about excitement when you talk about exci- exciting test match cricket is cricket matches sorry 
you talk about um the game where you, you talk about if, if i if i bring up the example of the ashes mm-hmm. there's the ashes in 2005 i think at edge baston where australia were needing almost 100 runs to win one wicket left and then they got it down to two runs to win and then england miraculously get 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 that wicket and they win the match same thing in the past ashes series ben stokes mm. was it was it was seemingly impossible for him to carry it into a victory and he carried him into a victory and everyone's like oh it's the greatest test match cricket ever and i'm like it took you getting to the last couple of overs of the fifth day to have the before idea that the days we weren't so excited before that we don't really know what's going on yeah you know and i mean i love test match cricket and and i'd, I'd want to keep it because i suppose if i want to keep it as well i fall into that trap of i don't want to see change but if i'm really thinking about it as i'm saying if you put a cap to these the innings that well this you get 98 98 overs and that's it that's the total you what you're going to find is you're going to go into the last what 30 overs of that innings and the scoring rate will go up to a 4 or mm. a 5 because now you are assessing man what do we need and that's the other thing tactics then change they come into play because you can't just spend all day you can't you can't be getting like 102 runs of 475 deliveries yeah it 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 eliminates that especially if you've got limited overs in a particular day you know what i'm for the fourth for 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 day test matches <laughs> bring it on icc right. change it but then you you want there to be limited overs as well in, yeah. in the day not just the format being four days but also say you've got 98 and that's all you're getting it's not 98 overs in the day it's 98 overs in that innings is that what you're saying I think so. The only and I know I'm arguing against myself here, but the only setback to that is you're not likely then to see guys get triple centuries. So mm-hmm. may, maybe I'd be open to in any case I I think that takes away that takes away ever getting to the world record of 400 by the way because if you've got only four days there's no way unless unless you're batting at a at a run up or there's no way you approach those records and that's the other question you know, in terms I, I of the history to, of the game with you. i mean the, there is nothing and and maybe it's just because of my limited watching of cricket as far as i've known there's nothing exciting as avd villiers 150 ever that can compete that you can find from test cricket there there is no batting displays like you know that that was as good as that one you can't but if you give them limited overs then you start seeing fireworks you start seeing mistakes you start seeing bowlers actually go for the wickets now because they have actually got a chance because if someone's going to block you the whole day you also want to run out of ideas because now I'm saying what else to do a bowler bouncer he blocks it a bowler four ball he blocks it a bowler wide he blocks it that's what test cricket is like sometimes that's test match cricket <laughs> and 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 that's that's the thing um that's the argument that that's that's what test match cricket is mm. it's being able to judge um line and length and knowing not to play the ball and as a bowler it's wanting to force the batsman to play uh, a, a full shot because the unfortunate outcome of T20 cricket is that it's so much a one-sided game it really is a batsman's game yeah the the bowlers are in a hiding to none i mean when when you watch bowlers f- make their living off trying to concede six or seven runs and over you then looking at that if you look at that as a production um the stars of the game are the run getters the batsman then the bowlers are there to facilitate this narrative the storyline and into and where's then in test match cricket it actually is the question the question becomes who can take 20 20 wickets if you can take 20 wickets you're winning test matches and that's 
almost a different sport altogether and that's i i suppose what 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 adds an excitement to it so as much as i say that i i i think i think i'm thinking as well as a t20 fan i'm thinking as a microwave generation kind of person that Man, let's I've, get it going let's get it done i've made up my mind let's just cut <laughs> just click it out because i mean i was watching highlights of of, of sa versus new zealand uh the game that richard levy scored the fastest t2000 Moni Moko was bowling stump to stump bowling good lengths but he was getting smashed everywhere in test cricket they would have blocked that and that's that 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 would show more respect to the line and the length of the ball and and playing the ball on merit but when the batters who could not give a damn how well you're bowling and swing the bat at and hit you for six I'd rather watch that than you blocking a ball but with the four day game with limited overs per innings you're not going to just swing your bat all willy-nilly because the other team has got 98 overs to get to your score. So you'll think about it. It'll be more measured. And the best, uh, sorry, the bowlers come into the game a bit more. So I'm, I'm, I'm making that call. If we're going to go to four days, this is how it needs to work. But if we're going to just trim it to one day but still keep it the same, I'm not for that. I, I, I think as the person who proposed it as well, I think I'm on, on, on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a proposed change, and we'll see if the ICC goes with that, or they don't, because most players came out and said they don't want to see that change. But are there any changes? So uh, post coronavirus world, and yeah. um, are we uh, and we are imagining we're imagining that there's a new world order. Do we want to see any changes? Any other changes in sport? Well, before we even leave cricket, there's one thing that's been bothering me. So it's been bothering us. Um, when we see a delivery and uh, a batsman is given out LBW, leg before wicket, when it pitches on, when it pitches outside leg, it's not given as LBW. And we're wondering to ourselves, why the hell heck does that happen? And for the life of me, for the longest time, up until I did the education, I could not understand why. Um, Jay will explain it a bit. I understand why now, but I don't agree. So the idea is that when a batsman is taking guard and they are they are standing in front of their wickets, the reason LBW has come into play is because essentially what the bowler is trying to do is he's trying to hit the wicket. Mm-hmm. And you can't then just stand there with your bat out of the way and just keep allowing the ball to hit your legs because then you are you're laying eggs. So it's just not cricket. Yeah. So that's that's where the rule comes in of LBW that well if if it was on a trajectory to hitch your wicket and you don't present your bat or your bat doesn't come out and come down in time, then you are out. The argument for the ball pitching outside of leg is literally physics. Because the argument is that if it's pitching outside there, then your ability to play the ball over there is limited. And if then it's limited, then they can't penalize you for then it pitching there and then hitting you in line with the wicket. But we say that is ridiculous. So the theory that you're saying behind physics is that from that particular angle or from that point of trajectory where the ball is coming from, it's almost impossible, air quotes, for you to get the ball, sorry, for you to get the bat ahead of your leg because of your stance and how you take guard. And if the ball is coming from uh, the offside or coming on straight, you can quite easily get your ball, get your bat in front of your legs. I don't agree with that because in the modern day, lots of lots of batsmen shuffle, and if you can stand way outside of leg stump or off stump, and the bowler follows you with that ball, that ball is not deemed to be wide because that's where you're standing. And so, if I'm taking a, my guard 
a step away from my leg stump and the ball pitches outside of leg and I then move into into in, in line of the stumps to play my shot, why would that then be deemed to be pitching outside of leg and be said you can't play that ball where actually you've opened up your body to be able to play that ball? Point number two, you may not be able to guard your stumps, but you can surely play on the leg side. You really can. It's ridiculous from the literally it's ridiculous from the point of view that you can be bowled around your legs. So if it pitches outside off, um, sorry, if it pitches outside leg and mm-hmm. then it either swings back or spins back and it, it, it takes out your leg stump, you're out. And so, if the argument is that, well, that you are limited in your ability to play that, you are still limited in your ability to play that if it hits your wicket. And that doesn't curtail them from saying that you are not out. And as you say, for me, what it comes down to is, well, if it pitches outside, because here's what's going to happen. If it pitches outside leg, Mm-hmm. And it goes, it continues on that line. Literally, nothing is going to happen. That's a wide, it's just going it, it, yeah. it, to widen in limited overs, yes. Or, and it's just going to go through to the keeper. So, whatever, it's fine. But if it pitches outside leg and then it deviates, one, either the pitch is doing things, this is why we play on the pitch because it tends to do things. Secondly, it could mean that the bowler is skilled and you're taking the, that away from the ball. If the bowler is, is, is spinning it or, or, or swinging it, from a point where as, as soon as it pitches outside leg, then it deviates, it comes into it comes into an area where you as a batsman need to react. And the question then is, how skilled are you to react to that? Then you cannot penalize the bowler because they're either skilled or something happened on like from the ball pitching. You can't you can't penalize them for that because otherwise we should just say if the ball pitches outside leg, it should be a dead ball. You should honestly just say not, that there shouldn't be occasions where you can play it or it's playable and then some occasions ah it doesn't count I mean if you can't get out of a no ball in any instance and you can't get out from a ball that pitches outside leg same ball right exactly so it should not count I mean then they should do away with being able to go around the wicket and just ball over the wicket I mean if you're talking about right arm orthodox because if I'm bowling around the wicket I'm bowling over the wicket I'm going to produce balls that are coming into into the basement from different angles and if now all of a sudden I've got a left-handed batsman and I'm bowling around the wicket, I am going to pitch it on leg. I, it's, it's, it, I mean, if, 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 I'm, if I'm bowling from both sides using both angles, who's to say that I want to use the other angle when you, you're facing? I don't know, man. Cricket in the new world order, post-coronavirus. In the new world terrifying. order, if you are standing in front of your wicket and the ball hits you and was going to hit the wicket, should be out. Period. Once. Doesn't matter where it pitched. We don't need no TV umpires for this. You're out. Point number two. Let's go into football. Jay, what do you want to see change in football? I want to see the time taken off the clock. Because we live in a world of VAR, and if there's a VAR decision that's being made, particularly if you're calling the ref to the sidelines to view a monitor, it doesn't make sense for me that the clock just keeps counting. I've never actually understood that because I, I quite like the format that Rappi has, that if there is a stoppage in play, you stop the time. Yeah. Because, you know, honestly... <laughs> When you get to the 90 and you get um, stoppage time, I'm always looking at this like, how did you calculate that? Because I think there's 45 seconds that's calculated for a substitute. Like, just stop the clock because not every substitute takes the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then when you, like, you know for a fact that 7 out of 10 games, at the end of 90, there's 3 minutes that's going to be added. And you're like, did this exact same time. thing happen in this match that happened in that match that happened in that match that requires only 3 more minutes? Or when you see 6 minutes... You hear the reaction from the crowd, like, where the hell did you get that from? <laughs> and it might be justified, not saying that it isn't. But I think mm. where you can get everyone on board is if you stop it 
and you get it going again when the action starts up again and then when you get to 90 that's it because why would you have why would you say a football match is 90 minutes and whereas every single time every single time without fail 90. you're going to go over 90 I think that, that that's the change that we need to see because nobody's going to be surprised by what goes on in terms of referees optional time two 90 will be 90 you can't argue once the clock gets to 90 you can't argue you can't look at but referee he was rolling but referee he was wasting time he was wasting time sure but the clock was stopped exactly and so when we put the clock back on we were playing i mean rugby's been doing this for a long time i mean even the clock on screen is synced with what they're doing on the field i think we should do that i mean there's, there's it doesn't no make sense reason. especially now as i'm saying because we are experiencing and are still going to experience so many more stoppages because of there are it just makes sense. I think that's clear cut and that's simple. I say, y'all stop the clock, people. So, other changes that you want to see? I think, and this is this is this is an opinion I've held, and I know you haven't uh, holistically agreed with me on this one. The women in tennis tennis want to have the same amount of prize money as the men, and I've always felt they haven't quite warranted that because they only play through three sets while the men play to five sets. At, at most, obviously. Uh, and so, the change I want to see is that women's tennis, go to five sets as well. If you're going to give us a five-set thriller like Nadal and Federer can, give us with Serena and Pliskova, whoever you can put up. Then you can win the same prize money because you've given us the same amount of effort and talent. Yeah, I'm down to see that. Just so the women can shut people like Chuck up. <laughs> Gosh. But very honestly, I don't get it. I don't understand because... If the whole approach is equality, and this has been an argument that has been used against the women that well you don't play you don't play five sets so you yeah. don't actually deserve the same amount of pay, and what's interesting is that the women's women's tennis players have always said that they do not have a problem playing five sets. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they don't play five sets if the players themselves are not opposed to it. Then then it's actually very curious because then what it suggests reasons? it suggests something Six else seasons. between. The, the 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 governing bodies as well as the broadcasters because I'd, I'd be interested to see those numbers um i'd actually be interested to see a poll which unfortunately unfortunately will probably be answered by a bunch of men do they want to see <laughs> um five said matches between the women i i, th- I think especially because what has happened actually in modern day tennis is where the men used to play best of five sets mm-hmm. in every tournament in all the other tournaments apart from the Grand Slams are now only play best of three sets. So, which which makes sense. Like, okay, if they've converged in, in that sense, then they should converge with, with the Grand Slams. You know, the same thing we were talking about Test Match Cricket. The Grand, Grand Slam level is the best of the best. And what I think, what, what I know you get away from with the best of five um, sets is as much as you get shocks, what tends to happen is you you can't you can't you can't you can't pull off many flukes because you can't hide in five sets. If you if you in a best of three sets, if you go two sets to love up, that's the end of the game. Child, yeah. But in a best of five, if you go two sets to love up, then there's you it's need to win that still third, third set. I mean, you can have a good serve off the first two sets and then drop your form and the guy comes back and that's it. Um, and I think, I think actually this is why I don't I'm not opposed to it because it has excitement, but this is I think this is why you see so many different winners. Like Grand Slam winners in the women's, in the women's most tour. definitely, most definitely, because on, on a day when you're not quite feeling so good and you need to work your way into form, after two sets, there's no time to get back into that. I mean, 
Guys, women have shown themselves to be more than capable in, in many sporting codes, whether it be rugby, karate, soccer, they play the same amount of minutes as the men. Sure, in the cricket, they don't have make the boundaries just as long, but that's due, due to physical measures. But in cricket, they are fully capable of playing five sets. Sorry, cricket, tennis, tennis, tennis. They're able to play five sets, and I think they should. Because it can't be a stamina thing. As we no, said, like we've seen world-class athletes. We see women run like a 10 kilometers in 30 minutes. Like we... We, I mean, I mean, we see choose, very choose elite athletes from like women's sports. Women who are athletes kick men who are just regular people. We, 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 we need to just get that out of our minds and start saying, oh, I could do that. No, we can't do that. These no, people are elite. These people practice. These people are talented. And I think the women's game could benefit from five, five sets. As you say, you're not asking for five sets all across the board, just for the Grand Slams. And for me, I think that's, that, that, that should give us Because the question is, level of what differentiates Grand Slams from regular tournament play? If if it's all the same three sets, then for the women what what distinguishes these um these particular tournaments as needing you to be at your absolute best, needing you to present your best foot forward, needing you to elevate and do something different or show the most extreme parts of your talent? What is it then about these tournaments where we are going to actually sift out who the best are? It's actually remarkable to me that someone like uh, Serena Williams has as many grand slams as she does because i think that's that's a good that's point a that mindset you, then that's a good point that you raise there because you need to be on top of of your game all the time i mean you only have one 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 set to make a mistake and nothing more i mean you find you find thrillers like novak going two sets down and still coming to win and we're like oh the greatest games ever women need to get that chance to make classics as well because if you go two sets down it's game over and the legend was said to have a bad day but if Novak is having a bad day for two hours but turns it around, oh, he's a legend, he's an epic player. I think women need that, 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 that opportunity as well. And so I think women need to play five sets because that's why it's hard to defend your crown for so long because all the time it could happen on a fluke that someone is good, someone serves well, and just like that, boom, it's up. So in terms of sports changes, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you. Women. I'll tell you what, one other change I want to see. Boxing. Yeah. UFC. What about boxing? <laughs> Combat sports. Combat sports need to come to an end. Is this is this because you saw Joanna Jandrejic and her face that got ballooned up? Did you see? Did you see that? That did you see her head? Did you see the hemorrhage that that was happening there? I mean, literally every single time these guys step into a ring, step into an arena, they are putting. They literally are putting their lives on the line because. Do you realize? Do you realize the movie that um, uh, Will Smith did, um, Concussion? Yeah. The whole the whole thing was based around what is happening in the NFL and how the NFL hid from their former players the effects, the negative effects of CTE. And what we know is that head injuries could lead to could lead to a whole host of um, health issues down the line, even death, even in the moment. And so sports have taken they've taken measures to avoid that. Um, I think you were bringing up that uh, children under the age of twelve are not allowed to hit soccer balls now. Nope. And then with combat sports, you are encouraged to hit people in the head. That's how you get the knockout. Hit the head, as Zola would say, <laughs> But look, I I I agree with this in terms of man. Look, from the times of of fans watching gladiators, I, 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 I'm cut each other's heads off and all that stuff combat sports are entertaining 
but the cost to the athletes is quite is quite great. I mean, I was watching someone compile a list of top ten um, MMA fights that he's seen uh, in recent era. I think we're just looking at the UFC. There's a fight where um, Israel Adesanya is fighting Kevin Gastelum, and in the fifth round, he says, "I'm prepared to die for this." You should never be prepared to what die the hell? for, for sports. Sport. <laughs> sports is a game. What do you mean you're prepared to die? Your life coming to an end, brah. You've got a family waiting for you at home. And you're in the ring. And in your mind, like, you add... Because this is what it is. Yeah. It's it, it, it it's warlike. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hello, it's not war. This this is sport. You know, you know what the crazy thing is? Yeah. <laughs> Whether we want to admit it or not, combat sports are our favorite sports. And yep. you might you like you might be sitting there and disagreeing because I'm gonna tell you that like boxing or UFC or MMA is not my favorite sport. But if if you did a social experiment and you had a you had a four way crossing, and on one end you had football that was yeah soccer that was happening, you had cricket that was happening on on the other end, had rugby that was happening on the other end, and you had a fight that was happening there. <laughs> Do you know where everyone is gonna crowd? Everyone's gonna crowd right. around the fight, and this. This actually is when you go back to the example of gladiators. The, it, it's actually a commentary on how sick society is. We just want to see people mess each other up. We want to see people get to. The, we don't want. We actually don't want to see people kill each other. But yeah. in our subconscious, we are aware of the fact that this might actually go to those lens, and we want to see people come to the point of man. Like I want to see this guy physically dominate the other guy. I want to say at the end of it's like, damn, you got your ass whooped. I mean, like when you look at examples that we this have, this is why these sports continue. I think throughout, I think everyone's got this example at school. Whether you're f- yeah. playing soccer, or whether you're tearing up to your chick, as soon as you hear someone saying "school," we drop everything. everything. Run, to run to the fight. <laughs> who's fighting who, and how bad is it? That's that's what, and that's what combat sport is. And then we want to talk about it afterwards. But no one drops their bag for someone having scored goals like Messi on the on the pitch. No, no one sees that. That's the story that you tell, like ah, oh, Namanga. No one saw it. But when there's a fight happening, half the school saw it because they all ran to see it, and they're not. Too and you want to know the is there going to be a follow up fight? Is there going to be a trilogy? Because you know a, there's beef now, then there's and you after know school, that there after are school, other undercards that might come because the crew <laughs> might come into it. It's like man, there's yeah. a whole lineup of fights that are about to happen, and 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 this is this is what people want to see. And I mean, if you look at one one sort of paychecks they had to give in to those guys who punch each Dude, other if you in get a hundred million dollars if you get up to a hundred million dollars for what, 36 minutes of work man everyone will sign up for that and this is why it's never going to go away because there's so much money invested in it and there yeah. are guys who come up from nothing and who then come to a point and say i'm willing to die for this because outside of this you don't quite recognize where you what you could do to have your life um, at, at, at the point it is because you are partaking in boxing or MMA. But, dude, like, do you know how entertained we get when you see a knockout? But have you seen guys when they got get knocked out cold? Do you realize Man. their legs are gone? When they're lying on that, when someone goes stiff before yeah. they even fall to the canvas, you're looking at that, and I'm looking at that, I'm thinking to myself, why the hell would a human being <laughs> subject themselves to this? And then they get up and they do it again. It's crazy. I mean, if you look at, for instance, Olympic level boxing, uh, there obviously is no representation of um, smaller leagues of MMA being broadcast all that much. I mean, you get Pride, you get uh, One FC, you get UFC, and all that stuff. Boxing, they've got the head guard, they've got the punch, the the, the gloves that have got, uh, if I could say, markers on the end of them, 
and you score points that are registered on, on onto a, a machine, and people can tell how many rounds, I mean, sorry, how many punches were thrown in that round, and who threw them and whatnot. As soon as those guys go into professionals, they take those things off. Yeah. And then they're trying to swing for the fences to knock each other out, which is a bit crazy. So if you want to keep boxing, at the very least, try making that point scoring system. But it's going to be hard because if you're getting pummeled, you're, you, you don't care about points anymore. You want to knock him out. You literally have a license to kill in, in, in combat sport and you know, nothing's going to happen to you. And yeah. you know what the crazy thing is? Mm-hmm. Is the fact that at some point when a ref notices that someone is getting too much punishment, they cut it off. And I, I always watch that and think to myself, each one of them have been getting too much punishment from the moment they took the first the first hit to the head from round one. So in the new world order, we wouldn't have any combat sports. By the way, I don't think if, if boxing, um, MMA were sports that were created today, I don't think they would be sanctioned. Man, you know those those bars that you talk about where there's just too much punishment? Those are called classics. Go figure. Yeah, so go figure. I don't know how much of the world is gonna agree with us and side with us in terms of guys don't do it. Uh, Or we could do like that uh, Hugh Jackman movie where he was fighting with where he was piloting robots. Robots fight. (laughs) That's the safe. If if you to tell me right now as we're sitting here recording this is oh there are a bunch of robots fighting outside. I'm not gonna run anyway. But I bet you now, if I heard that there was commotion <laughs> happening and um, they're fighting over, it's like, I'm like, hey, Chuck, um, sign off. I'm going to see you later. I need to go catch this man, fight real quick. Man, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. But this is episode number two. Keep you busy during the lockdown. People stay at home. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay at home. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, we will be back after we don't actually know how long. When, when this... Has, has has passed through we will make it through this and we will be on the other side of it drop comments and tweet on our twitter feed as well um tell us what other rules in sports or any or, changes or, you want to see. see in sports and we will surely engage with you jay front. i'm out this is chuck episode done.